Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRN AM for Tuesday, August 22nd, 2023. And our top story today, navigating insurance denials from mental health conditions. And joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Daniel Lloyd is with the Kennedy Forum. Daniel, great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. No, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Jeff. Let's... uh. Let's talk about mental health. And this is a, a huge issue. It, I think mental health has always been a big issue, but it's become so pervasive during and post pandemic. Want to start off, how many, you know, how big is this, is this issue about people managing their mental health? And does it have a specific age, gender? Uh, does it fall in a specific age or gender? Yeah, you know, mental health, uh, you know, affects all of us. We all have mental health and, um, you know, all have mental health needs. Um, but you know, certainly, uh, you know, many people struggle, um, and you know, many of those struggles got worse, uh, you know, during the pandemic and you know, in its aftermath. And also, there are many people who have uh, you know mental health conditions and um, you know substance use uh, disorders, um, which you know really need uh, you know can benefit from treatment. Uh, so you know, it's uh, you know there are estimates that. Um, you know, these illnesses uh, affect, uh, you know, one in five, uh, you know, Americans at any point in time. Um, but, you know, tragically, uh, many people don't get the help they need. Um, so, uh, you know, for people who with substance, uh, you know, substance uh, misuse um, you know, challenges, um, only about 10%, you know, get the help they need. Um, so these uh, these conditions affect uh, you know all ages, uh, including older adults. I think there's uh, you know often a presumption that these are kind of younger uh, people's illnesses, and certainly they often present um, you know early on uh, you know in life. Um, but everyone uh, you know can have, anyone can have mental health challenges, um, and it's important to be able to access services um, and to you know, to get help and get support. Uh, you know, when you're struggling. So um, you're definitely all ages and everyone is affected. All groups are affected. Um, but uh, you know, certainly the pandemic has had a broad, uh, broad effect across, uh, you know, all ages. Um, but particularly, you know, older adults um, obviously suffered uh, you know, tremendously uh, you know, during the pandemic. Yeah, really, really good point. And, and, you know, at different points in your life, you're going to have different challenges how you overcome that, you know, you need, you need therapy, you need, you need assistance. Sometimes it's hard to do things alone. Now we do have a, uh, a mental health hotline here in the United States. How effective has that been in, in terms of mitigating some of these challenges? I mean, is, has it been effective or, or are you still, I mean, I, from what I've read, there've been call volumes have been higher, but, but in terms of treatment, how's that helped at all? Yeah, so there, and it's an important development over the last couple of years. Um, uh, Congress created, um, there's been a suicide prevention hotline uh, for a long time that was, you know, a 10-digit number, 10-digit um, toll-free number, which was honestly hard for people to remember a 10-digit number. Um, so uh, just a couple of years ago, uh, Congress 
um, you know, created, uh, we passed, passed legislation to create a three-digit number, which is 988. Um, you know, much like 911, uh, 988 is meant to respond, um, you know, to mental health and, uh, you know, substance use uh, crises. So um, someone could be having suicidal thoughts um, or someone could just be struggling. You can call 988 and, uh, you know, have, have someone who's trained, uh, you know, talk to you um, and offer assistance over the phone. Um, now, not every, many problems can be taken you know, care of over the phone, but not all problems. Um, sometimes people need an in-person response. Um, and so uh, many states across the country are really building up systems to respond in person if the person, uh, you know, if the individual needs it, um, yeah. with trained clinicians who can help, um, you know, if someone is having a, a mental health uh, crisis. Um, and then, you know, the third uh, kind of uh, piece to the that surrounds this new uh, three-digit hotline 988 uh, is, uh, you know, not all not all problems can be taken care of, uh, you know, just in uh, you know through that in-person uh, response through what's often called a mobile crisis uh, response team. Um, you know, sometimes people uh, you know need uh, treatment uh, through you know crisis uh, stabilization center, so an actual place that they can go. Um, so we're trying to build up, uh, build up this system, but 988 is really the center of it, much like 911 is the center of our physical health response system. And, you know, the, the 988 number went live just over a year ago, and the response has really been tremendous, both highlighting uh, the increased, uh, increased need, um, but also that people can remember a three-digit number much more readily than they can remember a 10-digit number. Um, so there have been you know, many millions of calls uh, in, over the past year, and it's helping people uh, you know, get the uh, assistance they need, both over the phone and increasingly uh, in person. And if they need to go somewhere, um, you know, offering, uh, offering in-person uh, you know, treatment as well um, you know, when, that's, uh, when that's necessary. Although the vast majority um, of, uh, you know, of calls to 98 you know, can be resolved uh, simply by talking with someone over the phone. Yeah, I mean, it certainly helps to talk to someone. But David, talking to somebody in person, I, look, you know, it's like doing a transaction. It's like uh, going shopping. It's hard to buy clothes over the internet. It's hard to buy clothes over the phone. It's really good to get in front of somebody who can look at you, measure you, engage you. Uh, let's talk a little bit about mental health and insurance, health insurance. Uh, a lot of Americans have health insurance through their employer or they may go through the Affordable Care Act, the exchanges that exist. Um, does insurance cover in general? Because I know there's always exceptions to the rule, but does health insurance generally cover mental health visits like we're talking about? I need to go see someone to talk through an issue several, maybe 10 times, 15 times to help resolve an issue. So does, does health insurance help pick up that cost? Yes, you know, health insurance coverage has improved uh, you know, significantly uh, over the years. And um, one of the areas that I work a lot on is something called the Mental Health Parity and Addiction Equity Act, which for um, you know, many types of health insurance requires that coverage uh, be equal uh, with physical uh, health coverage. So the idea is that the, you know, um, uh, you know, the brain is no different from the rest of the body and that uh, you know, mental health conditions should be treated just like physical uh, health conditions. Um, and you mentioned, um, you know, many, many Americans uh, get their health insurance, uh, you know, through their employers or through, 
um, the Affordable Care Act, uh, you know, individual marketplace. Um, both of those uh, are subject to parity protections. Um, so in general, uh, you know, individuals should not be seeing uh, restrictive um, restrictions on uh, you know, coverage for mental health uh, and substance use uh, disorders. Now that said, um, the law hasn't always been implemented um, in a way and enforced in a way that uh, you know, is really necessary. So there are efforts right now federally um, uh, by the Biden administration to uh, strengthen the existing rules to make sure that people can actually access uh, you know, care when they need it um, in, uh, in health plans that are subject uh, to the federal, uh, federal Parity Act rules. Now, one major gap uh, that actually felt affects older adults um, is in Medicare. Um, in Medicare's coverage for mental health and substance use disorders, um, while it does cover many services, um, there are some gaps in you know, what Medicare covers, covers that Congress you know, needs to actually close those gaps. Um, and you know, because uh, older adults should not be subject, uh, should be able to get the same care that everyone else uh, gets. So there's some work that needs to be done there uh, you know, to close some of the gaps within Medicare, including making sure that the parity rules apply because um, right now those parity rules don't apply uh, to Medicare, which is a significant gap that uh, the Congress needs to fix. And there's some efforts underway to do that. Yeah. And David, I want to take a very quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about how do you overcome if you get a rejection or denial, how to find access to these benefits. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Well, David, thanks so much for staying with us. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two this morning. No, thank you, Jeff. I really appreciate uh, the conversation so far. Yeah, this is a really... All right, David, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about how to get access to some of these insurance benefits and, you know... States regulate insurance, so it's, but it, there is a federal law that kind of protects these benefits. 
how do I find out what health benefits um, are available to me and how do I access them? Well, for older adults, you know, over 65, they're automatically eligible for uh, participate in Medicare, um, either through traditional Medicare or Medicare, you know, Advantage plans. So, you know, that's probably the easiest population to know, um, you know, what they're, you know, what they're enrolled in. Um, for other populations, um, including, um, you know, uh, people younger than 65, um, you know, many are enrolled in employer-sponsored plans. Um, Others are, you know, get their health insurance at the marketplace, and yet others, uh, you know, get uh, insurance through state Medicaid programs. So there's a bit, there's a mix, um, and kind of who, you know, who enforces uh, what rules. Um, it's honestly a bit complicated. Uh, although for Medicare, um, that's a federal program, and so it's only the federal government. So, so would I look at my summary plan description or my plan highlights for my particular plan to see, you know, some plans may grant you five sessions, 10 sessions, uh, they may pay a portion up to a certain deductible. What's the best place for someone watching this maybe who wants to go see a therapist or you know get, get treatment from somebody? Do you, do you check with your employer human resources department? What's the way to find out about this? Because more, more employers are really focused on this mental health because it does have an impact on your productivity at work. No, it certainly does. Uh, and you know th- that uh, workplace mental health is really uh, important to productivity and the strength of our overall economy. You know, where people can go to, you know, find their plan policy, uh, it's often called, sometimes it's called a certificate of insurance, sometimes, sometimes it's a very plan description, um, but it's often uh, the place to go uh, is the plan website. So you often have, you know, a login, uh, you know, for your plan website, and it can be found there. You can also ask your HR department, um, or you can even call the the number on the back of your uh, insurance card, um, but knowing what is covered, um, you know, is critical if you're going to seek uh, services because you don't want uh, a surprise where you think something is covered and in fact it's not. So it's really important to look at these documents to you know ensure that um, you know what uh, you know what what the types of treatment that you're seeking or the types of care that you're seeking, um, you know, that to know what the what the rules are. Um, and look at your uh, look at your health insurance policy, um, yeah, which is really a contract of uh, you know what the health insurance plan um, what they have to provide you um, you know given your needs. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was going to just you probably also want to check with your practitioner. So say you pick therapist A and B, you yeah. want to make sure that they take the insurance, and a lot of times they can kind of coordinate. They often have a advocate within the organization to, to advocate on behalf of finding out the payments. Uh, David, what, what happens if I'm denied um, coverage? Let's just say that I want to go to a therapist. I have some type of issue. Um, I want to talk about it. And let's just say that the insurance company just denies that and says, no, I mean, what, what is, what is, what do I do? Yep. Well, you should you should first understand, try to understand the reason for the denial. Um, they're required to give you, you know, why they've denied the services. If they've been denied because the health plan, uh, you know, says that uh, it's not medically necessary um, given your condition, um, then uh, you know it's important to talk to your provider and you know really uh, try to get your provider's help to justify, you know, why it is in fact uh, important for you to get these uh, get these services. Um, then, you know, it, so your provider can be very helpful in making that case. 
um, it's really important that people challenge um, you know denials that they that they don't believe are correct, um, and you know file appeals both uh, internally with their health plan, and then if they continue to be denied, uh, you know, file an external appeal um, because many people don't uh, don't actually. Uh, appeal denials um, and simply uh, take the denial as a given uh, that they're not that uh, care is not going to be reimbursed. When in fact, um, oftentimes you know somewhere you know half or more of uh, appeals are successful. So you have a pretty good shot, particularly um, if you understand you know what your what your plan policy uh, you know, says, um, and then you know enlist uh, your provider to help you. And if you need uh, other assistance, uh, you know there are advocacy organizations uh, who you can sometimes call. Some states have, um, you know, uh, mental health uh, ombuds offices, which can actually help. Um, you know, so try and get some help. Uh, definitely list your provider, but uh, you know, don't be afraid to appeal uh, denials um, because you often can get the care covered. Um, you know that you need. Yeah, I, I like that you bring it up that it's a contract. It is a contract. The provider is supposed to provide you the services that you both agreed upon. So, and you should advocate for yourself. I mean, no one's going to do more than yourself to get you the help you need. Well, David, we're going to have to leave it there. There's a lot to uncover, and I want to bring you back again on the program. We could talk about what we could do for our folks in, in or who are under Medicare. David, great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us, and we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. No, my pleasure, Jeff. Thank you so much. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more, all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content? Well, then visit our website. We're back again tomorrow for another great edition of BRNAM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe. Keep on saving. And don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.